Hey everybody, welcome to Same Team. I am your host, Daniel Trainer. How's it going? Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. On today's show, Jessica Platt. I was incredibly honored to speak with Jessica. Jessica is the first ever transgender woman to play in the Canadian Women's Hockey League. She's just the second publicly out trans player in all of professional hockey. She plays for the Toronto Furies. Uh, An incredible story, very inspiring, and and I think there's a lot to learn from it. And I think it shows how far we've come, really, that this conversation can even be had. You know, there's been so much talk recently about trans rights in sports, what it means to be a trans athlete, whatever unfair advantages a lot of people think they might have. And, and, And while a lot of that is unfortunate, I do think that it shows how far things have come over the past decade that that conversation is even being had. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. Jessica chatted with me fresh off the ice. She had just played and then came and chatted with me. So it it was really great. You'll hear us talk about a lot. Growing up and playing youth hockey in Canada, eventually realizing that something was, was a little bit off. And then the process that she went through in order to change, it's really inspiring. Uh, Jessica's a trailblazer, one of the bravest people that I've ever had the opportunity to speak with, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. You'll also listen to us talk about Jessica had the opportunity to throw out a first pitch at Pride Night in Toronto before a Blue Jays game. Happy to report that the pitch went well, and Jessica did herself proud. So congratulations to Jessica for that, and congratulations to Jessica for all that she continues to do. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Without any further ado, here's Jessica Platt. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy to uh, to talk with you. No problem. I'm happy to talk to you, too. Thank you. Fresh off the ice. I mean, what better situation to chat? Yeah, I mean, I just played two games. It was, it was just fun. That's well, wonderful. Um, well, I wanted to start by asking you, so you're from Sarnia, right, originally? Yep. Which is sort of just like, I guess, an hour and change from Detroit, where I'm originally from. So I yes, w- ever take. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, so when you're growing up, who was your NHL team? I was always a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ooh, um, really? Uh, yeah, Mario Lemieux was one of my favorite players, and I mean, I just kind of stuck with Pittsburgh. I understand, I understand that. I was, I, in my head, I was wondering whether or not it might be the Red Wings or the Maple Leafs, so the Penguins out of left field, but that makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so I'd love to just sort of chat about uh, everything. I'd love to sort of go back to the beginning. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, sort of how Canadian was your childhood in terms of playing hockey your entire life? On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say my uh, my Canadianness was probably at least an 8. I mean, um, our neighbors and, our, and my family, we built uh, an ice rink in our backyard. Nice. So... Every winter, I had a big ice rink to play on. Um, we played with the neighbor kids, uh, like up all the kids from the neighborhood. Um, my brother, my sister. We, I mean, we did more than just play hockey on the rink, but yeah, I was I was out there pretty a lot. Yeah, yeah. pretty every day. Yeah. So did you did you play any other sports growing up, or was hockey just the number one end all be all? I played volleyball all through elementary school and high school. Oh, wow. I, I used to play baseball. Um, I, I liked playing basketball, but I wasn't really on any teams. Same yeah. with soccer. 
pretty much everything I like to try my hand at. Wow, yes. But but hockey was the one that sort of took the lead. Is that just kind of because you were the best at it, or is that sort of the one you had the most passion for? It's the one I had the most passion for, and it kind of just... I, don't know, I felt like it kind of came easy to easier to me than the other sports. Yeah, so walk me through growing up in terms of, like, youth hockey and sort of as you get older, getting into sort of high school, what was your path as, as a hockey player? Uh, as a hockey player, youth hockey, I always played um, – I played A, B, or C level depending on the year and where I was. Um, youth hockey was pretty, pretty normal um, – I played usually I was like I didn't I didn't really train a lot or anything. We were yeah. we were young still. So for the most part I I would make a team and then by the end of the year I'd I'd probably be one of the one of the better defense on the team. Yeah, did, so, did you always did you always play defense when you were younger? Yeah, I've always played defense my entire life. Uh my first like game real game time experience playing forward was this year for Toronto. Really? Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. I sort of read that. I mean, that's what a crazy thing to sort of switch positions like that so late in life. Well, I mean, what was that challenging? Uh, yeah, definitely. There was times, um, I mean, since I played defense for so long, I would I would go in, go deep into the other end and I'd be like, I can't, I can't be here. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be. No, no, I'm allowed to do this. Yeah, I can't. I know. I can't imagine what it would have been like to sort of have to break some of those habits after being so ingrained for so long. It was tough, but I mean, I guess kind of made it easier to break the habits because I had stopped playing hockey for so long. So when right. I started again, I kind of had to relearn how to play competitively. Right. So you st- you played, did you play through high school? I played through high school. I played up until I was around 18 or 19, you know, the typical time where people either generally quit playing hockey or they join a beer league or they're playing juniors. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So then in that, you know, sort of hockey life, obviously things are happening in your personal life. When did you sort of start realizing that, you know, maybe there was something going on? And, and, and when did you start to really, you know, think seriously about what you were going to do? I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I probably, probably should have known long before I did. But I mean, I grew up in more... I. I always call it a more a conservative town. It's blue collar workers for, for the most part. So, I didn't really know anything different. So I always just tried to be who I thought I had, who I thought was expected of me, who I thought I had to be. Um, so I guess I started really noticing something was different about me around, probably my early teen years, um, when. My friends were having experiences that I wasn't having, um, kind of doing things that I wasn't doing. Um, it was it was pretty difficult, but I kind of just I just powered through it and did my did my best. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because sports can be such a powerful thing and can change people's lives in so many ways. I mean, was hockey at that point was it an escape for you, or did it sort of become more difficult? Um, to sort of be around a bunch of, you know, young boys, basically. Hockey was definitely an escape for me. Um, it was, like, on the ice, everything was amazing. It's kind of, it's where I went where I didn't have to think about anything else that was going on in my life. The game was all that mattered. That's all I thought about. And, I mean, it came, I, I kind of came easy to me. So I just, 
it, it was it was where I was happy um, surrounding uh, the hockey atmosphere um, and the room wasn't wasn't always the greatest but I was always I was always actually like the first person out of the change room after hockey like I got <laughs> there I did my warm-ups I changed played hockey and I was gone yeah well yeah I mean that makes sense so at what at what age did you decide that you were going to do something that you were going to make a change um I think probably tough to pinpoint and like a a specific age, but I'd say probably between 16 and 18, I really started learning what was, what was going, like what my feelings meant, um, like what being transgender was and that it was actually a viable option. So um, I guess around 18, I would say I really decided that that was something that I wanted to do, but took a little bit longer to actually start the process and i imagine that it's even more difficult sort of like you were saying in in being from a sort of conservative town i mean something like that must feel even more difficult to do when you know you're not living in a big city you're not you know surrounded by maybe more progressive thinkers i can only imagine that maybe you know your surroundings yeah it was difficult and i mean it was it was a time where anytime someone was someone transgender was portrayed in the media they were the butt of the joke they were someone to make fun of and um even gay people were still getting made fun of all the time so I was like in my head I was kind of like why would I want to be different so I tried to I guess I tried to hide it I put it off I guess as long as I could I, I tried to I guess um probably not the best thing to do but it was well, I mean, I, I, I think it's certainly understandable. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a big thing to have to do. And what you were saying earlier, how, how long did you stop playing hockey for in the midst of all of this? Um, I, played, I played in a beer league one year after, for one year after, the, uh, after playing rep hockey ended. So I think I quit. I was done for around seven years or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then the decision to come back is made how? Uh, the decision to come back, I I was transitioning. I was finding happiness in my life, confidence. So I wanted to, I, I really, I got a job teaching kids how to skate and play hockey. Passing on my knowledge to them kind of, I guess, rekindled the passion. And it started from there. And I was, I was literally dreaming about playing hockey again. And like, I would wake up sad because it wasn't actually true. So, um, I always set myself one like one goal at a time. So my goal had been to transition, and once I completed my transition, um, I felt comfortable in locker room situations, and I decided to try and pursue other aspects of my life. So I decided to give hockey another shot. Well, it's amazing. I mean, to sort of make that decision to come back after so long and also having gone through so much just personally I mean did your love for the game change when you started playing again did it become something else or was it just like sort of riding a bike uh it was it was kind of right it was kind of like riding a bike uh everything kind of came back to me um I mean I had to work to get back up to a competitive level but everything kind of came back to me slowly um it was it was it was good were you nervous about coming back and being accepted by 
players, coaches, fans. I mean, obviously, you know, this is the sporting world, and sports fans can be stubborn. I mean, were you nervous about the reception that you were going to have? Um, yeah, I was 100% nervous. Um, right before I came out, uh, well, shortly before I came out, Harrison Brown came out in the NWHL. I looked at the responses that he was getting from his league, from players and I guess players in his league, what people thought, um, their fans, and it gave me an idea of what their, kind of an idea of what the reception would be for me, so it made it a little bit easier, but I know that the women's hockey community is very accepting and open and willing to learn, and they're absolutely incredible, so I guess I was kind of lucky for the sport that I'm in to be able to come out in that kind of an atmosphere. And you did it on Instagram, right? You made an Instagram post, correct? Yeah, it was easiest to share it across all platforms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah. That day when you're, you know, you know that post is coming, how are you feeling? I mean, are you nervous or do you just sort of feel like there's about to be the biggest weight off of your shoulders ever? Um, I wasn't, I, I'm, I don't usually get nervous about things until right before they happen. So day of was just like any other day for me. I knew I had this big plan um, that was gonna that was gonna happen, but I wasn't too nervous until I was getting ready to hit the post button. What I what I was most nervous about was talking to my coaches first, and then talking to my teammates. But Everything was amazing when I talked to them, so... No problems from anybody? I mean, was everybody just welcoming with open arms, coaches, players alike? Yeah, everyone was fantastic. Um, to my knowledge, there was no issues. Um, everyone was super supportive. It was kind of business as usual after I told them. It was at a... It was at one of our practices, and I, like, I stepped out of the room to give them a little time to digest the information, and couple of them came out, gave me hugs, talked to me, and then they were like, okay, you are uh, going to come change for practice? Like, let's go. That's exactly what you want. And I mean, when you're telling someone something like you're transgender, you never know how people are going to respond. So you get, you get pretty nervous to tell people, but to get a response like that is absolutely incredible. And what was the public response like when you came out? Uh, the public response was fantastic. Um, I had a lot of support from other players in the league. Uh, I had support from the other, from the NWHL as well. I had support from all our fans. Um, I didn't really have a ton of people saying negative things, and the people that were saying negative things, I wasn't going to let them bother me. Um, I, I was coming from a place of not understanding, and they just need to be educated, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of educating, I think it's really interesting because increasingly so, it really does feel like, at least to me, and, and you can agree or disagree, but it feels like athletes are really the ones sort of pushing the needle on a lot of this stuff in terms of LGBTQ rights in sports, um, not in sports, just, just in general, in pop culture, in the world. It feels like athletes are really at the forefront of this movement, and obviously there's been a lot of discussion lately about sports and politics and all of that, but... You know, do you feel like you are just a part of this sort of wave of, of positivity and of, of, of progress in, in all of sports? I just try to live my life the best I can, be a positive role model for people. But I definitely think that athletes can make a huge difference. Um, 
professional athletes have such an incredible platform that they have so many people looking at them and looking up to them uh, that they can really kind of set the tone for how people should act. You, correct me if I'm wrong, are throwing out a first pitch of the Blue Jays game tomorrow? Yes, I am. I'm going to be with uh, throwing it out with Harrison Brown and Marnie McBean. It's got to be really, really incredible to be able to be in an environment like that. I mean, tomorrow night to be at a Major League Baseball game, being honored and doing something like that, I mean, it just shows how far things have come in, in kind of seemingly a small amount of time. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm told I'm like I'm ecstatic about it. I can't wait. Have you been practicing your form? I have actually practiced my form a little bit. I was visiting my family in Sarnia, so I went out uh, and threw the ball around with my brother. Uh, I played well, like I said, I played baseball. Um, I think I was a pitcher until I was 12 or 14. So I think I think I'll be okay. I hope. Well, best of luck for uh, for an easy nerve-free day. So all this stuff, I mean. The, the Pride Night tomorrow in Toronto, you're doing a, a lot of really cool charitable stuff. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what kind of stuff you are now doing to give back and, and sort of the influence that you're trying to exert on maybe a younger generation? Yeah, I feel really privileged with the opportunities I've been, I've been getting recently. Um, I guess I'm mostly trying to raise awareness and education because I'm, visibility is an incredibly important tool for for um, LGBTQ plus people and I guess when you're trying to raise awareness about anything in general um, it's nice it, it's good I think it's really important for people to be able to see someone um, that they might identify with and kind of have a solid example that hey if this person's doing it I can do it too. I want to make it easier for people coming after me. What goals moving forward do you think there are for um, LGBTQ plus people, athletes, fans, whoever in sports to sort of accomplish? I mean, do you think there's a long way to go still in terms of acceptance? There is definitely uh, a long way to go for acceptance. Um, specifically for trans women like myself, we face a lot of um, a lot of a lot of backlash from people who think that we have an inherent advantage in sports because we were born male um, and transitioned to female. But they, I mean, there's rules in place to kind of stop people from just simply identifying as a woman to play in a women's league and dominate. Um, hormone therapy, therapy basically evens the playing field. I lost a lot of strength and speed, which was kind of a lot to a lot to handle there was things that I expected of myself that I couldn't I couldn't quite do anymore that's so interesting I, that's something I've never really even thought about that much I mean like what can you give me an example of of how of how your body changed um at the time when I started hormone replacement therapy I was playing ultimate frisbee and that was the only sport I was playing right then I went from one summer, I was one of the quickest people on the field. Um, I, I was I was pretty good. Um, and then the next summer, there would be people that I would, people that I would have run away from that were, that I just couldn't keep up with them. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can imagine. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, dealing with those people, I, I assume is sort of exhausting, but it sounds like you and everybody else who, you know, sort of leading a charge here is able to really sort of cast any negativity aside and really focus on the positive, which I think is obviously an incredible thing to do. Got a great support system around me and I'm 
confident in who I am and what I stand for. So I'm not going to let the haters get me down, I guess. There you go. I love it. Well, Jessica, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Love it so much. Thank you so much. All right. See ya. Well, there you go. Thank you so much to Jessica for sharing her story. She continues to be a pioneer in LGBTQ sports rights. I can only look forward to seeing where her journey is going to go and the generations of people that she's going to help. I hope to see you here again next week. For Same Team, I'm Daniel Trainer. Thank you so much.